some of those companies might provide data easily and well. Other companies might be a little bit more behind the times in their ability to access online information. And so what we're trying to do as a cohesive effort is to implement new data pipelines to bring life insurance into the 21st century. So I'm pleased today to be here with Nick Bowman. He is the CEO and founder of Motif Insurance. Welcome, Nick. Thanks for having me, Josh. Really appreciate being here and the opportunity to uh, speak with you today. So tell us about Motif. So Motif Insurance, our, our goal is to really build sort of a, a DTCC-like feed for the life insurance industry. Um, my background has been as a life insurance agent, started at Mass Mutual, cold calling 200 people a day, all the way through to running an office for a very large producer at the Guardian Life Insurance, uh, through to teaching insurance at Texas Tech University for the CFP board, and then uh, doing premium financing and advanced markets work or a group down in Verite, and then in my most recent position at Lion Street. Uh, I was an advanced markets uh, representative and senior case designer at Lion Street for about four and a half years. Left there in October to start Motif because I noticed a very large gap in the industry as far as end agents being able to con convey accurate data to their customers. Can you elaborate on what that means exactly? So in, in the life insurance world, uh, probably similar in the PNC world, but in the life insurance world, for sure, the, the industry's sort of bifurcated for the most part between um, independent brokers and career agents. And in the career agent space, uh, those career agents have great services, great tech, but in one silo, one carrier specific silo, whether that's Mass Mutual or The Guardian, I have experience at both of those carriers um, or New York Life or Northwestern Mutual, very similar opportunities. Um, they tend to make up the bulk of the industry, at least when I started. What's been growing over the last decade and is expected to balloon um, here in the next three to five years is the independent broker network. And in the independent brokerage channel, um, those those brokers tend to sell anywhere from five to eight insurance carriers um, on a on a four basis of sales. And they might have, you know, three to five uh, satellite carriers that they sell every once in a while. So when you add that up, it's about 12 different insurance companies that an agent has to manage. Um, some of those companies might provide data easily and well. Uh, other companies might be a little bit more um, behind the times in their ability to access online information. And so what we're trying to do as a cohesive effort is to implement new data pipelines to bring life insurance into the 21st century. Is this um, more for new cases? Does this support renewals? Is it, you know, are there other applications that are use cases, maybe is a better word out there that, that you're also thinking about as you get this off the ground? Um, the majority of the life insurance premiums that are collected, something about two thirds or so, according to the ACLI, see American uh, Council of Life Insurers, for those who don't know, um, are renewal premiums. And those renewal premiums are everybody from, you know, somebody buying a term insurance policy through to ultra high net worth clients that have significant amounts of cash in these policies to um, everybody's grandmother who has an annuity or some other type of life insurance product they're hoping to pass a legacy onto. The vast majority of those people are managed by life insurance agents. Um, so it's super interesting, actually. A lot of people think online is is where the industry is going, and 
what we've found uh, through some research with Loma and Limra is that something to the tune of 78% of all life insurance consumers would prefer to talk to an agent at some point during the sales and servicing process. And what's even more interesting is when you separate that out by generations, millennials and Gen Z, over 80% of them want to talk to a human. Um, so I don't see agents going away anytime soon. And that's why I really want to help agents. Obviously I'm biased because I've been an agent and I've worked right. sales channels with agents. Um, but I also know the power of what life insurance and annuities can provide to families and those end families and how much of a headache it is for these agents to help those families to navigate that process in difficult times. I don't know if it's a cliche, but, um, you know, the life insurance policies need to be sold, whereas there's other types of policies out there that are bought. Does this solution somehow help with that in some way? Eventually. Um, eventually it will. But for today, what we're really focused on, there are so, I mean, of, of the insure tech industry, right? Something like 90 to 95% are property and casualty focused, and then 5 to 10% are life focused. Of that 5 to 10%, the vast majority of them are focused on helping process new business, uh, whether that's automating services or doing something different, all the way through to trying to expand the exposure of life insurance to new markets. Um, and what we're trying to do is the back end that I don't see a lot of people working on. And the back end is really tying all the bows together and making everything look pretty. Good agents that have two, four, five, and in some cases, 11 support staff supporting their clients can do that, but it's extremely manual and ad hoc. And what I know is that a lot of these systems that the employees are running on an ad hoc basis can be automated and not replaced, but augmented to ultimately allow for new sales opportunities and allow those agents to increase their books of business. Can, can you maybe walk me through then how, how it fits or who the typical user would be on the system and where in their workflow they would access the systems? As you said before, life insurance is sold, not bought. Um, and it's resold every single year. Every time a premium comes due, you're reminding the client that they bought the policy. You're reminding them what it is they're doing. And you're, you're reminding them, hey, you may not have a cash value component, but you have this for X, Y, and Z reason. Many times, um, good agents will be proactive in that servicing. But oftentimes, uh, that servicing comes uh, inbound. So a client might end up calling you and saying, hey, I'm getting a divorce, or hey, we have new kids, or hey, we're moving everything into a trust. And on the life insurance side, unlike the PNC side, we don't really deal with a lot of claims because claims usually happen when somebody dies. However, we do deal a lot with familial issues, estate planning issues, retirement planning issues. And throughout those stages of life where you're working with a client for 10, 20, 30, and in some cases, 50 years or more, uh, there are many stages of life that happen whether it's they get married or they have their first kid all the way through to they're retiring and starting to think about transitioning assets onto their kids and grandkids and beyond. Throughout the workflow process, there's a lot of servicing work that happens. And with life insurance, unlike PNC, the renewal premiums are minuscule if they even exist at all. So it's a labor-intensive process that ends up becoming not directly revenue-generating. However, Many agents get referrals from their current blocks of business and being able to service their clients more efficiently and in a timely manner 
um, allows them to ultimately sell more. You've got a tech solution. You believe it's still going to be uh, an agent-driven world with human relationships. So, and, and and you mentioned technology being an enabler versus a uh, you know an alternative. Do you have any any predictions on kind of where that line is between the human and the and and the technologist? I don't have a long-term sense, but I can say that in the short term, the companies that are more willing to integrate these types of automated realities and automated augmentation systems um, are going to position themselves to be the leaders in the next five or 10 years. This is happening faster than probably most people life insurance are comfortable with or are even aware of. Outside of that, um, I do think that from an agent to consumer standpoint, uh, you have a lot of in insure tech companies that have developed that have gone direct to consumer. They've had dubious success. Uh, from what I hear, many of them are creating their own sales channels to help have agent-led or agent-partnered approaches. And to your point that life insurance is sold, not bought, it's because nobody wants to think about death. And the only way you can really think about it is if you're having a conversation with somebody and you start talking to me about your family and I'm like, well, Josh, you care about your kids, care about your family, you're making good money, you don't have a lot of savings, how are they going to support themselves if you go yeah. and get hit by a bus? I don't think people want to have that conversation with a chatbot or a computer because it yeah. just doesn't feel real. But I do think that uh, it, for for at least in the near to midterm will be an agent-led world. And I do think that carriers that make it easier for agents to service business is going to be good. By the way, really scary statistic that uh, uh, McKinsey put out last year, summer 2022, they did a study of the life insurance marketplace. And what they found when they surveyed life insurance home office employees is that 25% of them plan to retire in the next five years. It's a lot of people. You have some carriers, uh, who I won't name here, who have started outsourcing their support staff to India and the Philippines. And you have other carriers that uh, run a skeleton crew of two or three employees that they're paying an exorbitant amount of money to keep off. And I think there needs to be a system that uh, the LLM models and chat GPT-like features um, can replace those people that are leaving because I can tell you that outsourcing to a foreign country is a complete nightmare to deal with, not just as a consumer or an agent, but I'm sure as an insurance carrier as well. Yeah, it might make sense for your shareholders, but at the end of the day is... Uh, 30 people who don't know what they're talking about and give them bad information in the Philippines, um, a recipe for a legal and risk disaster, or is it cheaper to just implement a AI chatbot? What kind of support have you had as a first time founder, I believe? And, um, what do you hope to maybe, uh, you know, be able to benefit, um, by, by joining an organization like the ITA? Yeah, I would say that uh, since October, it has been a extremely low. I, I, I liken it to walking through the desert. It, it has been very lonely, very uh, uh, frustrating at times, and also very rewarding. And um, I've been blessed that I've had the experience in the industry 13 years this year, uh, and I've been able to build a lot of friendships with a lot of people at all levels, whether they're agents all the way up through the carrier support to industry channels. And so I've, I've been blessed that I've had a lot of people willing to help me where I've had the biggest issue is how do I find these tech people? How do I find, um, 
the right person at the carrier? How do I find uh, somebody who's been through what I do? Because when I've talked to a lot of other founders um, in other industries, even in PNC, they don't have the same issues that we have in the life insurance and sure tech space. And when I meet a life insurance and sure tech founder, even if we're in a competing uh, space, it is a breath of fresh air. And I joined the Insure Tech Association to talk to people that not only speak the same language, but um, who hopefully are willing to help grow Motif and, and make those inroads where needed. Anything else you'd like to add before we finish up today? I mean, everybody knows life insurance is a real stable career. It's a, it's a, I, I joined it because in the, during the 2008 financial crisis, they were the only, co Mass Mutual was the only company that would hire me. Um, and, uh, it, it, I was always taught and told growing up that life insurance is recession proof and it's true. And I left a very stable, um, career at a very great company and a very great organization, an organization I moved across the country for. And, um, I left it because I truly believe that, um, technology augmentation will be the future of life insurance. So Nick Bowman, founder and CEO of Motif Insurance, uh, it's been great having you on. Thank you.